2: I'm Chris Van Oker and I'm hosting a new podcast called The Van Oker Group. Once a month, I gather a panel of funny, brilliant, and partially unstable guests to discuss local and national politics. Subscribe to The Van Oker Group podcast on iTunes, the Google Play Music app, or
0: Spreaker.com.
2: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Let's Go Eat show. I don't know why I said so many welcomes. Let me, let me just retract some of those welcomes. Let me just say welcome to the Let's Go Eat Show. Hi, uh, I'm Bill Allred, and uh, this week, this time, we're talking to, it's it's stupid to say this week, I think, on on a podcast, because you might be listening to this three months from now. So, this podcast, not this week's podcast, just this podcast, features an old friend of the Radio from Hell show and an old friend of mine, someone I've gotten to know kind of, kind of well over the years. Sister Dottie S. Dixon, uh, Dottie Dixon is a, of course, the mother, the Mormon mother of a, of a gay son, and uh, she has become famous for that, really, becoming an activist uh, in the Mormon Church uh, for and an advocate for uh, LGBTQ people. And, and she's funny. She's kind of funny and she's sweet and she's smart and she's about as Utah and about as Mormon as you can get on top of all of that. Uh, so we talked to Dottie about her life and where she grew up and how she became the Dottie Dixon we all know today. I hope you like it. I hope, I hope you find her life story fascinating. I did. Um, so, this uh, episode of the Let's Go Eat Show is the last one we're going to be doing for a little while. We're going on vacation, uh, so we'll probably not do another one for two to three weeks. Okay? But in the meantime, you can go somewhere else and find more of the Radio From Hell Show, excuse me, the Let's Go Eat Show. It's You know, it's hard when you do two different shows to, sometimes you... Just just start
1: it. with, in the meantime, go to... Okay.
2: In the meantime, go to patreon.com and search Let's Go Eat the Let's Go Eat show there's additional stuff there that you may not have heard if you're jonesing for some Let's Go Eat show so go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com and then look for the Let's Go Eat show okay I think we got it all that's it so without further ado welcome 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 Sister Dottie S. Dixon Should I just call you Dottie? Sometimes I call you dear, and I feel like an. Oh no, I can say hi, dear, and then I feel like an old man when I call you dear.
3: You, Bill, you can call me dear whenever you want
2: to. Right. Uh, let's do it now. Let's you're get you ready. ready. Uh
3: huh, I'm ready. All
2: right, uh, Sister Dottie S. Dixon. So nice to have you here. We, you know, I, I, I mean, I talked to you. Uh, once a month, maybe on the on the uh, the radio on the show. show, yeah, yeah. and and, uh, and we we don't get a lot of you. We get little bits and pieces, and so I thought it'd be nice to sit down and just get the Dottie Dixon story. Well,
3: thank you. I I'm so honored and nervous, really nervous. Nothing nothing to be nervous. Oh, about. Oh, I know, but you're so famous, what? and so many famous people have been on this show. I listen to your episodes and I think, oh, someday maybe. Well, and here I am. <laughs> here it is. Now I have to know, say, you're... sister, you
1: are one of our most requested guests. We've done this show for six years, and uh, it's say, to my you, fault we haven't
2: had you on so you far. Get, yeah. Well, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, well, just... People have asked for you to be on. Oh, how nice. Well, now, uh, so, but you're famous too. I mean, you've had, you've been in plays.
3: About your life. Yes, I have. I've, I've done two plays that uh, shared large portions of my life. The portions that shaped me the most or really had a lot of influence on me. Mm-hmm. One of them gave me my mission in life mm-hmm. and really pushed me forward so that I'd go back and embrace it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first play, what, uh, what was that one called? That was called The Passion of Sister Dottie S. Dixon. And,
2: and what prompted you to say, I'm going to write a play about myself? And
3: Well, I, people always say, just dive in and be part of the solution. And I thought, you can do this, Dottie. You have the passion in your heart. And the minute I thought about that, I thought, well, that can be the title. Mm-hmm. I can. It, it could be the title of the play.
2: Did it surprise you when it was so successful?
3: Uh... Mm-hmm. I, th- I was I was nervous. I know I was surprised how big the opening night audience was. Mm-hmm. When I walked out, I was taken aback. <laughs> just c- completely aback, almost back off stage. you
2: like run off stage and say, yeah. I can't do it. Okay, I've changed <laughs> my mind on this. Yeah. And it was so successful, you did a second one.
3: Uh, we, we done a second one, uh, and it was called Dottie, the Sister Lives On. Right. Any plans to ever do another one? Uh, We've written uh, a little, uh, a good friend of mine and I have written a third one uh, called Ooh for Scrooged. It (laughs) it takes place at Christmas. Uh, It's hard to get a theater here in Salt Lake, even though we have so many. And I just won't perform in any little shoebox in someone's back. Bar no, right no
2: no no, no. you have that. to have a nice one yeah. yeah well so so there is there There's is the a play third
3: play and
2: you may and you're just trying to get a place to do it or find
3: yeah. the right place find the right producers mm-hmm. and make it work mm-hmm. I get asked that question so much mm-hmm. in fact on the radio show this morning someone texted in Carrie said and asked when are you going to do your another play yeah I have people say we need to see more of Dottie mm-hmm. we don't see her on the radio we hear of her and it makes us want her. Back and to see her live in some sort of story.
2: Well, I think we'll have some pictures of Sister Dottie to accompany this podcast. We will. Here. We will.
1: And uh, I, maybe I. Uh, uh, so I. What I do for the Radio from Hell show is the the video stream, Radio from Hell TV, and people do get a little upset that we don't see Sister uh, on the TV. And it's here's the deal with that is that it's early in the morning, mm-hmm. and you drive all the way up from Spanish. I do. And and Sister can be a little shy when she doesn't have time. To oh, put I her try face to on get
3: all this on and get ready and you, you trust know, us enough. Alone. You, exactly to, 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 of course i couldn't be in the same room all dressed up and pretty with as G, with gina are well, you are you two handsome men well, I do uh G- G- gina doesn't gina. really go
2: out of her way
3: well <laughs> you all say that but i think she's t- Gina Lola Bridgett a beautiful.
2: She doesn't have to go out of her way to do anything. She's beautiful without she anything. She
3: is. Oh.
1: She'll never listen to this,
3: so No, you feel she
2: safe. won't hear it, so I can say that, because yeah. she doesn't ever listen to this. So I can she won't? That. No, I don't. Oh, she might, because it's you.
3: I'll call um, her and say, we complimented you, and even Bill said how pretty you was.
2: Uh, so, Sister Dottie Esticks, and we know that you're, you live in Spanish Fork. Uh, or, uh, you, you still, you say fork sometimes now, I've noticed, but you still say fark, too.
3: I have tried to break that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, since I've become a radio personality and in plays, everybody in Utah knows Spanish fark, mm-hmm. and they make fun of it and jokes, and, and so I think, well, there's those that I should go along with, but I've tried to culture myself a little bit more and say fork, I, and it's I noticed. my you, mouth doesn't go that way. You you
2: live in you live in on in Wolf Wolf Hollow, and so, you used to say Wolf Hollow a lot. Now I think I've you, tried to be more wolfish, you know, yeah. rather than wolf. Wolfish, yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, I think it's your charm. I think it's charming that you you have that. So I should stop trying to change? Well, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. It's it's and I and I understand that you want to to change and be thought of as, you know, a modern woman.
3: A modern woman more intelligent mm-hmm. and not with that heavy regional dialect. Well, I, well but what I'm, I want to know
1: is how do, you know, you spend a lot of time in Salt Lake since you've been doing your plays and stuff mm-hmm. and and trying to to speak a little Bit less with your accent, but what do the
3: what do your neighbors think of that? Do
1: they notice your change
3: in how you say uh, Spanish Fork? They love that I am on the radio, and they love that I've done plays, and they 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 were so supportive. They would come up and Mm -hmm. bus loads from the senior center. They even rented Mm -hmm. a school bus from Nebo School District and brought up a bunch of people to see the plays. To see the plays, Mm -hmm. they didn't allow them to drink on the school bus.
2: (gasps) Well, no. But do the seniors at the senior center in Nebo
3: like to drink? They are drinkers, really. Oh oh yeah, yeah. Helps them make it through those last few years. No, I, I, I'm trying, but you know, I also say just be who you are, Dottie, and stop worrying so much about it. You know, it's charming,
2: you know, and I miss like people. There used to be more regional accents and things like that, and I. It's a shame that those go away. I think.
3: They do go away. People try to lose them, mm-hmm, and mm. I can understand why they do. You go in for a job interview, or you have a conversation, and everybody else is quite proper in their grammatical ways. Yes. And And... Uh, here you are talking like you're uh, mm-hmm. a hick from the sticks.
2: Yeah. So you grew, did you grew up in, you were born in Spanish Fork.
3: I was born in Spanish Fork. Uh, there was an old hospital there called the Hughes Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. It was built right after World War One. Wow. wow. And and I- it was not a big hospital. That I think it only had about eight rooms. Hmm. And Doctor Hughes was the head doctor. And uh, uh, they named it after him. He was a famous doctor in Spanish. One of the biggest headstones up at the cemetery. Dr. Hughes's? Well, the whole Hughes. Uh, Oh, the family. It's like half a block of just Hughes's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a big uh, name. The hospital's
2: not there anymore?
3: The hospital got torn down. It made me sad when I I sat across the street one day with a friend of mine. From the hospital? from the hospital yeah Marcella Martin and mm-hmm. we uh, we just watched them go into that with the big steam shovels and mm-hmm, pulling mm-hmm. it apart and we cried mm. oh, yeah we they cried. tore
2: down the hospital that I, I mean the hospital that I was born in got torn down years ago many years ago Really? Uh, yeah, it's uh, the old D Hospital in Ogden.
3: Oh yes. Yeah,
2: on Twenty Fourth Street in Harrison. That's I was born there, and then they tore it down, and there's a park there now. Yeah. What did they put in
3: place of the Hughes Hospital? Houses. Just houses. Houses down the road all the way. Mm-hmm. Now, my brother Eldon, my yeah. bigger brother Eldon, he was born on the kitchen table. <laughs> of my grandma's house. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: How many siblings do you have?
3: I have three. What are their names? There's Eldon. Eldon is the oldest. Oldest. And then there's me, Dottie. Uh-huh. And then there's Wendy. Wendy. The black sheep who lives in Magna. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: yeah. She married a Magna boy?
3: Well, she she had to marry a Magna boy. <laughs> oh, no. You- <laughs> and that's pretty popular back in the day, too. Scandalous. Yeah, I was a virgin
2: when on, you were on, ma- on
3: my honeymoon mm-hmm.
2: was the first time mm-hmm. well that's i would expect no less of you yes and then there's a is there one other in the family that's it El- just the three of us El- oh okay and-
3: Elden has 10 kids wow. really 10 kids and it it's amazing to me that his wife geneva has not driven her uh, Dodge Caravan off the loading ramp into Utah Lake. What? With those damn kids, they drive her crazy. Huh. And now there's a big old uh, algae, algae bloom growing. In Utah I, Lake, yeah. yeah sh, sh, it might be the time she does it. i got to be on suicide watch for her. <laughs> and what does Eldon do? Is he... Uh, Eldon, is, he works at the UVU. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so hard. It used to be trade tech. Mm-hmm. And then it was... All those different names. Right. He's, what, he's like a head custodian. Oh, the
2: head custodian. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And, and Wendy, the black sheep of the family... I uh, you, I don't know you may not want to talk much about her but oh well, we'll
3: talk about Wendy we talk every day
2: oh you do what so is Wendy We're, okay is she leading a happy
3: life oh Wendy's pretty happy in Magna and it, it suits her well mm-hmm. I think the town fits her and She's she kind fits of a, the town rough
2: a rough and tumble kind of place she
3: goes and gets her, her cokes every day down to the top stop mm-hmm. and uh, she married and have a family she she is married she has three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say they're the best well, okay. parents in the world, mm-hmm. but I will say black sheep, when I say black sheep, she did everything that the Dixons didn't want her to do. Uh, one of these that didn't mind her mom too well. There has
2: to be one in the family, it seems like.
3: Uh, the, At least always, yeah, Always, yeah.
2: What your, so your parents, are they, uh, they were born in Spanish Fork as well?
3: Dick and Doris O'Donovan. The yes. O'Donovans. The O'Donovans. Now, uh Dick was born in Spanish Fork, Richard, m- mm-hmm. my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doris, now you're going to get a little surprised out Dor- of that. Your mother, Doris. Yes. Yep. Doris comes from Thousand Oaks, California. Really? Yes. In fact, wow. she's in the, the, the Failing Oaks Senior Retirement <laughs> Center now. I'm sorry, really? what is it?
2: The Failing Oaks? Failing Oaks. Failing. Failing. Like failing oaks, retired in like Diane. Oh dear! She and the where is that? That's.
3: That's just outside a Thousand Oaks. So she wanted to go back down there. I said, stay up here. Your kids are all here. She goes, no, I'm going to go back down there. And, you're, and, and she your, has friends.
2: Your dad is not around anymore. No, he's passed on. I, and you but you go visit your mother in the failing Oaks
3: uh, I go visit her. I call her. Mm-hmm. The nurses know me well. Mm-hmm. Hi, Donnie, they say. <laughs> yeah. Let me go get her. Uh, she's spry too. She's up and about, bossing people around mm. that entire senior community. How? Uh, so, did
2: you have a, a? What did your parents do? Did Your dad work? Your dad? Oh, worked, and you had a happy
3: childhood. Or? Well, uh, we lived in Benjamin.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, I know Salem, Benjamin. Know
3: Benjamin's just west. Yeah, of Spanish, and you got um, Lake Shar. Okay. And Benjamin, right? Uh-huh. And then you go into Spanish Fork that way. Mm-hmm. Then over there is Salem, Sa- and then there's Payson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Payson, yeah. Now
3: Wendy was born at the Payson Hospital. By that time, that was going. It's not the new; it was the old Payson yep. Hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was born there. Mm-hmm. The only one born, uh, you, know, you mm-hmm. know. And what did your dad do? Uh, my dad was kind of a farmer. Huh? Yeah. He he raised cattle. He raised livestock. We had lots of land. Uh, he grew a lot of wheat, mm-hmm. and he grew food for his cattle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had a big, big garden right next to the house. Mm-hmm. A big terraced patio garden or, and, a, and, a, and a front porch that wrapped completely around the house. Mm-hmm. Kind of a ex- Very ex- nice. Ex- it was really pretty with a big, long staircase that would go upstairs to the bedrooms. And then my mom and my daddy had a bedroom downstairs and the only bathroom in the house was downstairs. It was rather big. Uh, now,
2: so the O'Donovans were a fairly prominent family then. and oh, Not to embarrass you, but a,
3: well, you, you were yeah, fairly they well-to-do. Were, they were well-to-do, and he he was well-known. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was uh, one of the best farmers and cattlemen in all of the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mama was into Far huh, mm-hmm. and helped with kids and all that and you did that I followed ages? her and mm-hmm. kind of done everything that she done
2: mm-hmm. so that's where you learn all your canning and all of that stuff that you exactly. which you still do you still
3: can every year don't you oh I can like crazy mm-hmm. during canning season mm-hmm. and I love to share recipes with people and there's a big surge of canning coming back on yeah, yeah. these these uh millennials they're, they love to can. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're sure. one of the caninest bunches you've ever seen. <laughs> I had seen. no idea. They're very canny. They go, yeah, they are, and they go to these <laughs> farmer's markets and mm-hmm. buy bushels of whatever. and mm-hmm. to, They like to and,
1: pickle stuff? Uh,
3: they do, and they read it. They pickle stuff in the weirdest things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Dylan, mm-hmm. uh, I had one bring me uh, some pickled cherries, mm-hmm. Washington cherries, mm-hmm. that she had pickled in brandy.
0: Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA.
3: Oh, wow. And she said, now, Dottie, I know you can't sit and drink the juice from this, but just taste the pickle. <laughs> it's not got a bit of alcohol. It's been sitting there too long. And it was delicious.
2: Well, so you would say you had a really happy childhood? and
3: Lovely childhood. Mm-hmm. Fed the chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked in the garden. Good student next in to elementary to my mama. school. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Benjamin Elementary. So, you and, and
2: Mormons, of course, uh, LDS people. Oh,
3: everybody was a Mormon. Yeah. Yeah, you just had to, you just kind of had to be back then, now that I think about it.
2: Went to church every Sunday. And-
3: Sunday. Uh, we, we would go to two meetings a day mm-hmm. the morning meetings and then sacrament meeting I always started at about four o'clock.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And then, uh, You'd either go home and have dinner, or you'd have dinner before you go to sacrament <laughs> mm-hmm. Dick would always fall asleep if we had dinner before, well, I and so. Doris would have to just keep <laughs> nugging him with her nails, <laughs> and he'd wake up. What did you
2: What did you call your parents? I mean, now you're ca- calling them Dick and Doris, so so that we can identify. Mama and Daddy. Just Mama and Daddy.
3: Mama and Daddy. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
3: I called Daddy Daddy till he passed away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Mama. When I call her now, I say Mama. Mm-hmm. Daddy. <laughs> She goes, I know who it is. (laughs) Nobody else calls me. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, I never hear from Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) Well Eldon's too busy with all those kids. Well and the
2: janitor work. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. I so
1: just on that topic. So Bill's my dad, Mm -hmm. but we work together here and so when we're at work I call him Bill. Do you think do you think that's disrespectful?
3: Oh, that's a good question.
1: Because I know it, he thinks it's weird, and I think I do it mainly—I don't know—because it makes me seem more
3: professional, or you know. I would think for your generation and uh, as, as young and smart as you are, Dylan, you, no, you'd probably you. uh, want to go with a more professional sounding mm-hmm. you no know, titles. Yeah, so you should you call me Mister
2: Allred. <laughs> That's, be oh, more, be more God. professional. Yeah. Call me Mr. Allred. No,
1: nah, okay. I quit. <laughs> <Yes.
3: Yeah. laughs> Bill's good. I'm glad you get to call him Bill, and I think it's good that he calls you uh, D- Dylan and not yeah. uh, you know
2: son. I don't call him son. No, we're not. I don't no, go son. Get in here. Yeah. Now, if no. we're someplace else, I might say, son, will you come over here, please? Maybe. Yeah. But but Maybe. what do you call me when we're not here? Dad. Oh, do you? I guess you do. Yeah.
3: No, yeah. I was D- going to make
1: a, a joke name. with a swear word, but I was got embarrassed in front of sister.
2: Yeah, don't swear in front of sister, oh, even
3: though she's heard it. Sh- I've heard it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did it and, uh, uh, so you, have grew- got a son that doesn't swear very much that I've ever heard. I've got. No, a, he doesn't too much. I've got a little cusser on my hand. Your son Donnie. Oh, yeah. And and he does it just to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he'll drop one here or there. Not not the real bad ones. You mm. know, I'll I'll pop him a good one with a dish if he does that Mm -hmm. but he knows when oh for hell's sakes dotty oh damn it dotty you know he calls. he calls you dotty uh he calls mama Mm -hmm. uh now i'm uh, i'm mama to him but lately he's been calling me the last few years mom or Mm dotty i we've gone through this whole war together of acceptance of the lgbtq Mm -hmm. and he's kind of become a colleague he's taught me so much about Mm -hmm. inroads and doors that needed to be opened and Mm -hmm. where i should focus Mm -hmm. uh with this war that we're still having
2: let's we'll get to that i it's uh in uh, the evolution of sister Dottie and Mm -hmm. what happened so so you're growing up and uh I was going to ask you, do you remember the first time you ever even heard a swear word? Did your dad probably didn't swear? Or? Oh,
3: my dad swore. Oh, <laughs> he did he? Farmer. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> he was a swearer. I remember coming in and asking my mom, Doris, once, Mama, what's a two-bit whore? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, who, what, <laughs> never mind she knew where you heard it yeah <laughs> hit hit his hand with a wrench fixing the tractor that'll do it Draw yeah everything mm-hmm. you know they just have the little knobs on the tractor where you could just grab the oh, knob like a, a suicide peel. knob yeah 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 and he was getting that back on and tightened back down. And he clonked his hand a good one. And, hmm. Many words come out. <laughs> I, I didn't sure. know what a two-bit whore was, though. Well, no. <laughs> she uh, had a hard time uh, explaining it. I don't think she ever did. Yeah. So, uh, so uh,
2: you, grow, you grow up in Spanish. You go to the elementary school there. You go to the high school in Spanish.
3: And Benjamin. Then the and Benjamin. Benjamin kids went to Spanish Fark for junior high and high school. Okay. Yeah.
2: And then you went to... BYU right out of high school?
3: Uh, I went to the BYU uh, the fall after I graduated, yeah. and I stayed one semester.
2: What What did you want to do there? Did you know, or you just went to see if you could figure it out?
3: Oh, no, I was so excited. The BYU was just down the road, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. going to Provo was always so exciting. You'd get to, first of all, go up and go into Spanish, mm-hmm. which was big for we little people in benjamin Mm -hmm. and then you get on the old highway 91 Mm -hmm. was before we had the freeway right yeah yeah and then we drove into through springville and then into Provo. and i always thought byu is so big Mm -hmm. and you know i loved it i loved it a lot and eldon was really religious your brother yeah Mm -hmm. so he would go over there and kind of rubbed shoulders and hobnob and Mm -hmm. he had friends that were going to the BYU. And what
2: did you, what did you, what you were going to go to the BYU and you studied what?
3: I majored in CDFR. CDFR? Uh, uh, Most of my classes was in the CDFR building, Uh, Child Development and Family Relations.
2: Ah, and that, but only one semester? Uh,
3: No, I went a whole year. A whole year. And then I met the love of my life.
2: You met Don? Don Dixon. Don Dixon. Donnie, Dottie O'Donovan meets Don Dixon. He Don was a student? Dixon.
3: He was a student there, mm-hmm. and he was ever so shy. And I think he was a little wondering what he was going to do with his life, too. Mm-hmm. And then he was studying business and taking classes in, uh, oh, you know, running a star or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Wanting to learn how to kind of make a living by... You know, managing people. Or having
2: his own business or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what, what, so when you were, uh, uh, just to back up just a little bit, you, you worked out helping out on the farm. Uh, feeding the chickens and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Did you ever have a job other than that kind of thing when you were growing up?
3: Oh, I worked at the Benjamin Mercantile. Oh. Yeah, I stocked shelves. Mm -hmm. Uh Okay. And when I got a little older, they let me be the checkout girl. Mm -hmm. I checked people out Mm -hmm. and learned how to bag groceries. Mm -hmm. And then we had another boy, Tom, that would carry the groceries to the car. That was that was regular back mm-hmm. then. Nobody mm-hmm. carried their groceries to the car. Oh, that's right. Especially yeah. if you were a lady, you yeah. you always just waited, and then sometimes they would tip him a dime. Mm-hmm. He thought he had done real well. They <laughs> they tip him a dime, and now no man would ever let Tom carry his groceries yeah. unless he was an older older sure. man. You yeah, know, sure. It was like, not too masculine yeah.
2: and, to do that. And so those were those are the only jobs you ever really had before you met Dawn at school.
3: A lot of farm jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I dreamed of working in a fast food restaurant, Glades, one oh, of my very favorite places in Spanish.
2: To, it's a drive-in. I've heard you it's ta- still speak of there, it. I heard, heard Carrie speak of it. Oh, yeah. the
3: best shrimps. The and best what? Shrimps. And uh, fish and chips, uh, like and, uh, fried
2: shrimp. Yes. Yeah, and mm-hmm.
3: the fries yeah. okay. are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had fry sauce way before Arctic Circle ever thought of it. Really? I'm not kidding. Oh dear.
2: Huh. Well, you yeah. know, it's a, and you know, places like that are good, uh, really good because they don't change the oil too often. No, they don't. That's what I like. Sometimes
3: about your, uh, you know, sometimes your French fries have a little bit of halibut to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, it makes it good. So so you meet Don at school. Is he, he's, how much old, is he? Old, he's older than you, I assume. Don's
3: two years older than I am. He, uh, quite a bit taller. I come up to about Don's chin mm. with my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a tall, lanky sort of cowboy. How'd
2: you know he was the
3: one? Well, we went on a date. He asked me on a date. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went and I just said, I don't. They say you can't fall in love immediately, but I, I just thought he was the most kindest, gentle, mm-hmm. gentleman, mm-hmm. and soft-spoken, and mm-hmm. I thought, Lord Dottie, you're gonna need someone who doesn't like to talk, because <laughs> you yaks so <a> damn much. <laughs> and so he was uh, very handsome. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say, in, in, in them days, he could have been in a Marlboro commercial.
2: Kind of a cowboy type. Yeah,
3: on the horse out Looking, in the range. Yeah. and But he uh,
2: had a head for business. Had a head for
3: fin- business. Finishes, it, he business. also liked to oh. ride horses. Uh-huh.
2: Finished his <laughs> business degree at, uh, at the Y? Uh, he,
3: he did finish his business degree.
2: Wait, but did you guys get married while he was still in college? Uh-huh. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, so a whirlwind. So you, you say, I know you can fall in love, by the way, at the very first sight of because I've done it many times. Mm-hmm. I've fallen <laughs> in love with a person many, many times. But you, uh, so you, you get married right away after you meet him? He proposed. Pretty quick. Huh?
3: Uh, pretty close, because I think he, he was, uh, he himself just back from a mission, mm-hmm. and at BYU, and, you know, in them days, you they don't give you much time back then. Yeah. You've got to be getting married within and six, having, having six you, months. And you got to have a
2: baby. And, yeah, yeah.
3: Or, or you're going to be suspicious and called in and questioned, and oh, people I are see. going to ask you, how come you're not married, brother, yeah. elder? Uh, what's going on? The implication you, uh, was
2: that you might not like girls.
3: That could be. Or they could also say, why are you putting around and taking your time? Mm-hmm. All these sisters are just sitting here waiting to be asked, and you're being a little too fussy or picky. Yeah, it, because because
2: the church at that time, and maybe still today— they really want new members. They that's what they want you they to procreate, do. yeah. They do and have bring new members into the into the world.
3: And new members in that'll just start paying that tithe and, yeah. You know. <laughs> so so you
2: uh, you stop going to school to to be Dawn's wife. Wife, well, did and, you feel and, bad and, about that
3: at all ever, uh, or, or
2: did you? About not really
3: because uh, no? I, I kept self de- self educating. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. I, I just just didn't read the church books. I read some other books. Uh, I was always an, a a big TV watcher of news shows. Mm-hmm. I'm a newsie. Mm-hmm. I love that Rachel Maddow. Oh my <laughs> lord! I, and Donnie, I think she could turn him. <laughs> no. I, well, but I, uh, but
2: but she doesn't like men, so
3: no, she does. Yeah, and, and, so. I, and I would never push that on Donnie. No. but he loves her so much. He loves her when she's sassy. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, uh, I think that. During them years I was just focused on raising a baby. So and you got and pregnant right away? I got pregnant on my honeymoon. Oh. Yeah. Where'd you go? At the Neath Pie Motor Inn. At the- <laughs> you you went on your a
2: honeymoon with the Nephi motorway. Well, you've got to get I'm out sorry. of town. Well, you I'm know, sorry. You know, that you've seems a, get
3: that, quite away. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that is far. That's that's a good uh, forty five minutes down the road.
3: Yeah, it was no freeway either. Right. You had to go on the old, like I say, Highway ninety one. Well,
2: did they? Is that the one where they had that big purple guy? Uh, yes. The big purple cutout guy with a turban on. Yes. The, uh, standing kind of. by the highway, it was just like a big giant piece of wood cut out in the shape of of an aladdin yeah of of an aladdin Mm -hmm. kind of thing i remember that
3: yeah yeah we we got uh one of their nicest rooms Mm -hmm. and um i was scared to death well yeah and my Dora said what do you need to know daddy yeah Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. i said i don't know what to ask mama and um Wendy knew all about this. Stuff. Uh-huh. You know, she had been through the yeah yeah mm-hmm. your through sister through the patches. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> just say that, and she handed me this book, the Kama Sutra. Really, she she gave it wow. to me, and she, and then she goes, No, I'm not giving that to you. I'm giving it to Dawn. So she gave give it to Don.
2: <laughs> she was forward.
3: Oh, she was forward because she knew I was just as d- dumb as dirt about this stuff. Uh-huh. And so Don read it. And then on her honeymoon, he so sweetly, after I got in my no, I don't, and everything.
2: I don't really want a lot of detail here. Oh, I mean, that's,
3: <laughs> well, I come out and he said, here, let's read this book together. Ah. And we read and my eyeballs must have popped out way past the head bard, mm-hmm. And uh, we... I acted like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Was that, that's the one yeah. with the pictures, right? It's I mean, it, it has, drawings. has drawings. Yes, drawings and of, stuff.
3: Yeah. And it's the one that I later on went back and we converted into uh, a updated Marmon Kama Sutra. Yeah, there's a book available. Suitable for Marmons. Mm-hmm. And Pat Bagley was all very helpful with the mm-hmm. illustrations and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you got pregnant. Well, right? I chose a position and <laughs> okay, all right. The Y mount. Okay. okay. Well, I don't. The I Y. I, I don't really.
2: Those don't, might have been the y- details. Y- here, you want to dr- oh. you want to draw what no, it looks like. No, on it's, a, in,
3: it's in my book. That's in the camera. I I haven't
2: looked at your book for a long time. Well, so you go look. It's not.
3: Everything's decent in there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing all mm-hmm. gooey, ooey. Okay. It's 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 really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it must have done the the job. I guess because nine. Months later, to the day, mm-hmm. Donny was P. Born. Dixon. Donny P. Dixon. Preston. Preston. Mm-hmm. Pre- who's Preston? Uh, Preston, Idaho. <laughs> why did
2: you? Why did you? You just like the sound of it, or
3: no? We have relatives in Preston, Idaho. Oh, okay, all right. And I always thought Donald P. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, do, you know, Donald P. Mm-hmm. just rang sure. too. sure, and so I. Uh, when i'm really mad at him i say donny p dixon Mm -hmm. you know yeah he he knows that's when Mm -hmm. to pay real good attention Mm -hmm.
2: so you have the one child and then and not not to i'll just ask you this personal question why no more children
3: my ovaries Mm. oh it's nothing sad i mean well when i you know some people say when they have a a, a, a burning in the in their heart, or mm-hmm. a burning in their the, in the bosom, in mm-hmm. the bosom mm-hmm. when something's mm-hmm. true. Mine happens in my ovaries.
2: Your over, you got a burning in your ovaries. A burning
3: right down there, and they just start to tingle and <laughs> and, and they will even sometimes. I feel like they're going to blow up on going fire. And what does I that signify to you? Well, the, what you're experiencing is absolutely true, and you don't even have to doubt it. I see. So it, in, in, in any situation, a even today, even uh, today, even today, and I think they've just burned so much that they're not producing eggs anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, not at my age, now. Well,
2: but when but, you were a but even when you were a young younger woman,
3: yeah, we tried, and mm-hmm. then I just thought, well, you know what? Having a single child will be great. We're we're dear friends, and as a little boy, we we were close. Don loved him. Mm-hmm. He True. loved he loved all the cowboy things Don liked, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he liked to be in the kitchen, and he mm-hmm. liked to cook and pots and pans. Mm-hmm. Favorite was vacuuming. I didn't. I didn't vacuum w- when that kid turned three he, for about twelve years.
2: So, so when did you notice that your son was maybe different than other boys? That he was that he wasn't. Did, I mean. Did you know that when he was gay or did you ever?
3: Well, Bill, I hate to say this, but I, I, if, if, if you're not looking for something, you probably won't see it. And Donnie didn't necessarily, oh, how do I say this? He didn't necessarily manifest any sort of feminine qualities that made me think, hmm, True. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've talked to so many parents of LGBTQ children, where mothers say, oh, I knew it like six months.
2: And so some some people and some kids, uh, boys, let's say, th- they just seem to naturally have some feminine qualities about them. Yes, but, they but, do. But Donnie had none of that.
3: Well, he, he did now that I look back on it. Oh, that. I see. He had a penchant for things, mm-hmm. and he had a penchant for fancy things mm-hmm. and colorful things. Mm-hmm.
0: and um, I Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. No, 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 hold on.
2: I'm saying drivers who switch and save with progressive could save hundreds.
0: Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with progressive could save hundreds. <laughs> Come on.
2: Man.
3: Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so, uh,
1: what do we do now?
0: Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer survey who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary.
3: I'd go into the fabric store, and he was in the door before I was, mm-hmm. bringing bolts of fabric over to me, telling me, make me a shirt out of this, mm. or, Mama, you'd look good. Why don't you make yourself a house dress out of this?
2: You, sew- you sewed a lot of oh, the I sewed. family's clothing.
3: I sold a lot of Donnie's clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don was just too hard to sew. He's so tall and lanky. And, you know, he would, most of what he wore back then in jobs, he'd get at IFA. <laughs> uh, what, what, what were Don's jobs? What did... Well, Don managed uh, at Johnson's uh, Tractor and Implement store okay. for quite a while. <laughs> and then someone told him, you need to just get into, so he went in with Maverick. He loved the name. Oh, and the, he worked the in a Maverick stores. star, mm-hmm. and then he worked his way up to a manager, mm-hmm. and now he's over a district in Maverick.
2: Oh, so he he manages. He's still working and still manages mm-hmm. a bunch. He of manages
3: Mavericks. a bunch of managers. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I I like Maverick too myself. That's a.
3: It's a star that fits him. Mm. Bill I always
1: says when he uh, when he when retires retire, from radio or gets to, fired. That's what I'll do. Maverick. I
2: want to. I just want to work behind the counter at a Maverick.
3: He would hire you what? in a heartbeat. Really? Now, oh, of course. Yeah. All I'd have to do is drop your name.
2: <laughs> well, I and I mean, I'm serious. I yeah. would do it. I I'd, I'd, I, think it would be kind of entertaining to just work behind the counter and talk to people. And
3: you meet some really nice people. And
2: some odd people.
3: And, yeah, you yeah. don't get too many hoity-toities in a Maverick. No. No, no, usually not. They go to other places, yeah. you know. But you get real down to earth, folks. There, Bill mm-hmm. would Bill would
1: probably want to work at a Maverick close to Salt Lake, or Don Don's probably down in Utah County. His Mavericks, Don's whole district is Utah County. Right, so he'd down. have to talk to somebody who does Salt Lake County to yeah. find you.
2: But he could, Don could, he drop he names knows whoever he. it oh, is. Don
1: can yeah. you
3: drop a word over sure. the point yeah. of the mountain yeah. in a moment. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so let's go back to uh, Donnie. Uh, some at some point. Donnie comes out to you
3: as being gay? This was when Donnie was about 16, mm-hmm. and we'd been having a rough time with him for about oh, six months, and I just thought, what is wrong with this kid? He's through puberty, mm-hmm. and he he was just ornery. Just real ornery mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, quiet, sullen, mm-hmm. pouty, petulant, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, we got in a little fight one day in the kitchen table, and I just kind of yelled at him. Mm-hmm. And I said, What the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And he said, Mama, I'm gay. Mm. And I heard the words, I was wiping down the counter with my dish towel, and mm-hmm. I thought, And I I didn't even look at him, and I said, no, you're not. Mm. No, you're not. You didn't want this. Mm -mm. I didn't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. I I hadn't learned enough to to know how to even deal with that information. And uh, I turned back around one last time, and I was quite firm, and he took off out the back door. Just mm-hmm. slammed that screen door. And he ran down into the hills below Wolf Hollow. Mm-hmm. It's a big canyon down there, there's a golf course up on the top. Just took off down into the scrub oak, and I, I was yelling at him, you come back here, you come back here, shaking my dish towel at the back porch. Yeah. And he didn't come back. And he didn't come back for dinner. Mm-hmm. We, we was worried sick now did you say anything to Dawn about this oh I told Don the minute he got home I said oh I've caused so much trouble and I don't know what to do Don you, you thought you would cause so much trouble yes by reacting so stupidly uh, now in hindsight I, I, I should have gone to that table and sat down mm-hmm. and held his hands mm-hmm. and just said talk to me what yeah. else but, but, I want to. But you were My just action, shocked. You I were was, shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. And Don said, he'll, he'll call, he'll call. He knew him real well too. And he said, he'll call. And about 9.30, we got a phone call. And he, and he was just talking 90 miles a minute. And the last thing he told me, he was in Salt Lake City. Hmm. And so I screamed into the phone, Salt Lake City! <laughs> like, what the world, are you crazy? and then i said we are on our way stay close to the temple and he did he kind of hovered around temple square went and picked him up the ride home was ooh, touch and go what do you say when you don't know what to say Mm uh you know don's a silent type and just like give it some time now then we'll talk me i'm kind of like i'm so well you talk so he went down to his room and i went down and He just told me a bunch of stuff.
2: So Don was not... Don was not... You were shocked and didn't know what to say at first. And Don's reaction was not over the top or, you know, he was just very calm about the whole
3: thing? I think I know the reason you're asking that question, Bill, because I think a lot of Mormon fathers especially they tend to overreact yeah they don't want a gay son they don't want to explain that lesbian daughter mm-hmm. they don't want to explain their gay son's life to sure. their friends it's just really hard for them and don had kind of expected donnie would follow that mormon pathway and get married and have children of his own mm-hmm. and that wasn't going to be happening and and I'd kind of accepted that on the way home. I kind of ran through his whole life at full speed ahead. And so when I went downstairs, he just said, how do you love something uh, that doesn't love you back? And I said, what are you talking about? And he started talking about the LDS Church. Hmm. And it was around that time that Spencer W. Kimball's book had come out, The Miracle of Forgiveness.
2: Spencer Kimball, the, the, the Mormon Prophet. prophet. And, yeah.
3: and it, it's not a nice chapter about gay people.
2: There's a chapter about gay people mm-hmm. in there, huh? Yeah. What does he say? What well, Spencer... the
3: title of it will shock you. It's called The Sin Next to Murder.
2: Really? And, then, and wow. he'd say that's what the, the uh, prophet of the had LDS read. That, oh, and
3: he was struggling with. You know, his mm-hmm. his homosexuality. And I, he goes, how do you hug something that won't hug you back? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just grabbed him and hugged him.
2: Mm. And uh, Don just was silent. And
3: Don was quiet, but we talked then. Come we come talked ahead. in twos and threes. Mm-hmm. And I would shut up because I wanted to have them talk. Mm-hmm. And Don says, it doesn't change a thing. You're still my son.
2: Good for him. Because a lot of Mormon yeah. fathers, yeah. a lot of not to sing let's not single out mormon fathers a lot of fathers fathers period would just say no that's it you're not my son
3: and a lot of mothers too sure. and a lot of mothers do it because they're afraid the fathers are going to do it then the fathers do it mm-hmm. and then the mothers have to go along with it what? and it's not just mormons you're right it's yeah. in all faiths you do
2: find the mo- and uh, cultures sure and you you but you do find that mothers seem to be Th- th- more accepting than the father sometimes. It's They're,
3: really hard for them to reject that child or yeah. say, I can't accept you in the house mm. or, you know what, unless you go to church, it's, this is the rule. And oh, Did no. you
2: know anything about gay people at all? Did you know anybody? I mean, you grew up in Benjamin and Spanish Fork and, mm-hmm. you know, there were, uh, I, I mean, uh, my guess is you weren't exposed to people who were op- certainly openly gay. I mean...
3: There was, a, there was a boy in my class,
2: Randy Olson. He wouldn't mind you saying his name? No. Okay. Sorry, Randy.
3: I don't think he'd mind. I think he's gone on and found a real happy life. Good. And um, he, I knew then that he was different, mm-hmm. you know, and back in those days, that's what we'd say if you're being polite. They're different.
2: Mm-hmm. I went to school. He was my best friend for for some time with a... With a kid named Dirk, Dirk mm. Farr, mm-hmm. who was different. Mm-hmm. If you you know remember all the little black the uh, black and white uh, class photos that you mm-hmm. used to have, and everybody in the class would be there, and uh, in the black and white photos, and I still have some of them. And if I brought them into you and I said, "Go through all of this and tell me which boy in this <laughs> class is gay," you would go that kid right there, <laughs> and it was Dirk. What give, what give him away? Just the way he would stand, and it, he was so. Um, I I really loved Dirk. He was a. I, well, he's still a great guy. I mean, I haven't seen him for years. Uh, I ran into him once with you, Dylan, at your school, the Lutheran School.
1: Oh yeah, because he yeah. had a
2: kid going there. What was Remember? his last name? Far. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so Dirk. I think he's. He he went into wedding planning and Uh flowers and all of that up in the but he
3: perfect profession
2: yeah he would stand with his hand on his hip yeah and stare at the camera with his head with his head cocked he always had his hair combed just so i'd go over to his house and play uh with with him and you know we'd play in the tree houses and he had a he had a really nice room he was an only child i don't i never saw his dad but his mom was around all the time Mm -hmm. mm-hmm I don't know if he, anyway, it's been so long ago, but his room was always immaculate. He was always very polite to people. And this was like, I, I think I knew him from the like the first grade through junior high and high school. And he was always very polite and he would, and he was kind. He was really kind to people too. There was a girl in school that everyone made fun of. They called her rabbit. I don't know. She had buck teeth or something. Frood? Yeah. And they were mean to her. People were mean to her. And I remember, oh. I remember at some kind of a, it was some kind of PE class or something where you had to dance. You had to learn how to dance, ballroom dance or oh. something, you know. Oh. And and Dirk, nobody wanted to dance with Rabbit, but Dirk walked right over. Oh my you know, heck! You know and said, "I'm gonna." That's was- a great short story, right? He was a he was a great
3: right. he was a great guy. You should write a few of these. Issues. But I've known many.
2: But I'm telling you. Every single year, if you looked at those class pictures and I said, pick out the gay guy, he <laughs> would point at Dirk Farr. He was just, he had style and he was different.
3: Well, my speaking of school pictures, it's funny, Randy Olson and I, in uh, Miss Pat's first grade class, mm-hmm. were on the front row, the shortest people were on the front row, right. and Randy has his hair... I don't know what his mother put in his hair. It was probably some of that brilliantine or Mm -hmm. uh, what was that stuff? Brill cream? Yeah, brill cream. A little dabble do you? Dabble do And she'd comb it straight up Mm -hmm. in the front. And now that's popular. I mean, even Dylan's got a little Mm -hmm. bit of that going on. And everything was perfect. Perfectly ironed shirt, pants, creased Levi's. Yeah. And he rolled them up, and there was a good three-inch cuff raise mm-hmm. on those and he wore a perfect converse and we're sitting next to each other and it is so funny we're like mirrors we both have our hands in our laps <laughs> and our legs crossed at the ankles <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> it's yeah. like dotty and randy they mirrored each other randy is funny. different. Yeah, Randy's different.
2: Randy's different, and uh, and uh, and a good friend and a wonderful person,
3: and a good a good person too. Yeah. I love the fact that your 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 friend Dirk, Dirk chose to be kind. He was just a wonderful guy. He that's, really was. That's a choice that some young gay men and women choose because they have to endure people mm-hmm. to them or uh, a. Not endear -hmm. Endear. people to them and uh, that kindness is the fastest way or a lot of gay people will be the funniest people in class Mm -hmm. because they use humor Mm -hmm. but then there's a whole lot of them nowadays that are isolated Mm -hmm. and quiet and I wouldn't say they're shunned like they were back when I was a kid you know you'd hear the words the terrible words Sure, and those words weren't uncommon to be heard in School uh, calling people, just throwing those words yeah. out as names. Yeah, I
2: don't. You know, and I don't remember. Uh, you know, Dirk and I stayed friends to a, to a certain point, and uh-huh. then and then I moved on and had other friends and kind of you know how you do. And yeah. kind of, even though he was still around, he wasn't my close friend anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'd say hi, Dirk, how you doing? And when the halls and stuff and yeah, but w- but we weren't we didn't when we were really young we played together, but then that went and we had I had other friends, but I never. Uh, was sure I don't I mean I don't know if he what he had to go through or if he it always seemed that he was actually fa- fairly popular I think and, okay you know I don't but I, he, I'm He. i sure he had to go through some terrible things
3: being probably a, a gay kid w- was this up in Ogden yeah mm-hmm. well Ogden was a big city sure I, I think bigger cities are a little kinder to Maybe. their queer children mm-hmm. and their core young people
2: so how is it so when did you decide that it was important to become an activist on behalf of lgbtq yeah. and there's another letter that they there's put a on there sometimes. That they add on.
3: sometimes i just lop them off yeah.
2: <laughs> so when when did it become important to you that that it's that you needed to when do that when i
3: realized and- just how ignorant I was about the topic and not thinking about it, not knowing I was raising a child, my only child. And I thought to myself, you've got to get out there. You know what happens to these people. Uh, and I hate to, I don't call them these people in separation, but in, in, in endearment. Uh, and Donnie was never bullied. And, and, and if he was, he would have been able to stick up for himself. But I, I saw other... Young people now, in hindsight, that were bullied mm-hmm. and 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 bullied physically and emotionally as well as verbally. Mm-hmm. And I I when Donnie came out fully and and we embraced it, I said to Don, I'm I'm going on this for the rest of my life. And he sa- I said, are you going to be able to do that? And he goes, I'm right behind you. Hmm. And so I joined PFLAG. To, uh, uh, that's um, uh, parents, parents and friends of gays and lesbians, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually became the president mm-hmm. of the Spanish Fork P Flag.
2: How many members are there in the Spanish Fork P
3: Flag? We had about fourteen. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty is, good.
2: is your is your friend
3: Darcy in it? Darcy is in it. My neighbor Darcy, my very best friend. We've been best friends since we. Hmm. Grew up with her? Grew up. Darcy was a Benjamin girl, too. Oh. And in fact, when Don and I decided to build the house in Wolf Hollow... Mm-hmm. uh darcy and uh her, her boyfriend not her husband then ed mm-hmm. uh fox marland he said well let's just build right next to them since you two are so close and we, we we built this big peony patch that separates the whole yards from the front yard clear to the back of the property and there's many a, a day darcy and i'll sit and yak over the peony patch having a nice tea huh. or just that sort of thing,
2: and she she finally she finally married
3: Ed. She Fox married Monday. Ed. Yeah, uh, Ed's a little more outspoken than Dawn, and they like each other too. Mm-hmm. They were great neighbors, mm-hmm. and Darcy and I are just best friends. And Darcy's quiet too. I tend to attract quiet people. <laughs> It's kind of hard to get
2: a mm-hmm. not not to be insulting kind of hard to get an, a, a word in edgewise Absolutely. sometimes
3: not to be rude or nothing <laughs> but you
2: but you know that you're, i do yes, I know. You're a talker I'm I, a which talk. i like
3: thank I you like,
2: cuz i am too oh, yeah when you were you like that when you were growing up cuz i when i was a little kid my mother would say do you ever shut up <laughs>
3: I think Doris just went into another room and shut the door. <laughs> right. She was just like, I can't listen to that child another minute.
2: <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Or she
3: tell Eldon to go out and put me on the swings or
2: something, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so uh, at, at any rate, you, you've become an activist. Uh, uh, you've gotten very involved in all of this, and you've been um, <clears throat> a vocal... You've been very outspoken about how the Mormon church treats or regards p- people who are uh, gay and lesbian, transgender, You've, and how has that affected your life, I mean, in terms of dealing with your neighbors and your, I know you still go to church, people in your ward, how has that affected?
3: it? Well, I've been heavily involved for like the past 12 years. And a lot has changed in the last the last twelve years when it comes to queer people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my neighbors, uh, the first who didn't dare ask me, or and Donnie was out. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Donnie d- drives a Tacoma. He's always driven a little Tacoma, and he won't have anything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's always had on his back window. You know, some sort of rainbow, this or cowboy in a rainbow mm-hmm. lasso or something like that. So it's clear. It's what, very clear. What do you And he they add, and now they ask, and mm. many of them come to me and say, "Oh, I have got a problem for you," and I'll go, "Doc, you know, my sister's son, mm. or would you talk to her?" I, and I spend oh a good many hours or on Facebook talking as Dottie. Dixon to other people, mm-hmm. letting them know this is what I did. Now your ha- your journey will be different, but these are some things I can suggest. Mm-hmm. And ch- never choose your child uh, or your church over your child. Always put your child first and love, love, love them. Mm-hmm. And they should never be in doubt that that's the one safe place they have uh, is their f- f- their father and their mother. Mm-hmm. And I also think that. Religions have come around a bit. Society has come around a bit. There's been a lot of legislation that's changed. Sure. So now well, talking it about it is almost, marriage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People come up to me and they want to talk about it. Yeah. And they're not shy and they're no longer. Um, mm, uh, uh. Did you
2: I haven't ever gotten in trouble with your bishop or your stake president? Or? At the
3: beginning, I had to go talk to the bishop. Mm hmm. And uh, I was ever so diplomatic. Mm hmm. Yeah. I sat in his chair and folded my legs at the ankles like I'd done back in Miss Pat's second grade class, very obedient, put my purse on my lap, and I would talk to the bishop. I was firm with the bishop. I let him know I wasn't changing my mind and on my love for my child, and neither was Dawn, And so he needed to understand that right away. Hmm. And this policy that the LDS church come out with two Octobers ago, where if uh, same-sex couples have children, yeah. they can't be baptized, mm-hmm. and they can't participate in the LDS church, and then they turn 18, then all of a sudden they can be baptized, but they have to disavow their same-sex parents? Mm. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Let's... Do they think that's going to biologically work? That's not how the heart and the head and the gut work together. Them kids are going to love their mothers or their fathers, and they're not going to choose to be- go become a Mormon just because, oh, now I get to. Thank you. Yeah. I find that such an insulting mm-hmm. policy. Yeah.
2: Would you would, would you consider that, would you feel that uh, someday there there will be acceptance if uh, of gay people more acceptance of gay people in the lds church
3: boy bill oh. do you save these hard questions for the end dylan yeah, yeah that's what happened Mercy. yeah we planned them out for oh, sure that's the hardest one so far there are people who hope for that there are people who believe that will happen uh i with all of my experience and talking to so many people and the gamut of gay people and lesbian people bisexual trans whatever i uh i i say to you no no Hmm. and let me tell you why um the lds church is a church that has a plan for you from the minute you come out of the birth canal till the minute you're put into the grave Mm mm-hmm You follow that plan step by step. And if you step out of that step, you probably won't get back in line. Sometimes that happens. But to me, it goes against their acceptance of uh, LGBT people beyond the non-discrimination ordinances that they have uh, supported here and there. Mm -hmm. That won't increase. And let me tell you why. I think it goes right against their plan of salvation. If you go to the temple, I don't think you'll ever see two men over a temple altar or two women being sealed for time and eternity who can't have children. Mm. And, you know, with all that, you got to be working towards all that to get to that highest degree of the celestial kingdom. (laughs) the platinum level yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It, it, it's where so you get your pink cadillac yes <laughs> it, it's it's tough so i i think you know the, people say well they eventually allowed blacks to have the priesthood yes that was something completely out of their control their skin mm-hmm. was black and you were being racist mm-hmm. and we, we should have loved and you should have let them be part of it from mm-hmm. the beginning that happened in a historical time though where racism was rampant mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's uh, I you know it seems to me that someday there will be. I don't think you'll ever see temple marriages uh, of same-sex couples mm-hmm. in the LDS Church, but I don't see why there can't be acceptance because there are plenty of people in the who are uh, accepted in the LDS Church who have just. Marriages and just you know civil marriages, civil Mm -hmm. civil, and there and that's fine. I mean they the LDS Church would I say would they probably would hope they would go through a temple marriage, but if they don't, they're still accepted members who are treated just fine, you know, and and, welcome into the ward, yeah.
3: And there are wards that do that now. They say, if you're uh, if you're a, a gay or a lesbian couple, come to church. You're fine. Come to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- you know, please don't take the sacrament, mm-hmm. but come to church. Uh, there's always going to be a little bit of your different or your your other, and and to me. You know my scale of differences. The top is celebrate the differences, and mm-hmm. I think the LDS Church would have—they're—they're they're hardly even at tolerate the differences mm-hmm. at times.
2: So I was just thinking, there's some, thats something I learned from you too. Tolering, tolerating is really not a very good thing. No, you need to accept, not tolerate.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, accept is above, and then celebrate. Yeah. Where you actively, proactively get involved and really know when you go to Pride. I was at Pride last week and I saw some uh, families uh, uh, there with little children galore all over True. the place. They were, uh, and then afterwards, the heterosexual f- families in Pride going mm-hmm. around and about. And I thought, boy, this has changed too in the last 10 years. You should just be gay people at Pride. Yeah.
2: And now it's all kinds of people. Yes, and that's a real that's a that's an exciting change. Too. It is.
3: So, what's next
2: for Sister Dottie?
3: Well, uh, I told you I have that new calling in the ward, which, which is what again? The funereal director for oh. the stake. I said ward, mm-hmm. but uh, nobody has a funeral in the Palmyra stake, lest it go past me. Oh, <laughs> yes. I have to make sure it's got all the right elements to it. Well, what, what are some of the elements? I work with the families and letting them know that there's support and love. And, and I work with the various relief societies. Mm-hmm. And they release all their help that they can do mm-hmm. it, it, with the families. And then we just make uh, the funeral is wonderful and a, a tribute a memorial for whoever that person was regardless of how famous or infamous they were mm-hmm. they they they're treated as a beloved human being who has passed on
2: and then do you you are you're also in charge of making sure that there are enough casseroles at the house for after the and somebody's at the house to to watch the house to watch
3: the house mm-hmm. and tend the kids while there's they, a funeral. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the release society does that in the ward, uh-huh. but I oversee that. Right. Do, do you think they're staffed enough to have, mm-hmm. this looks like it's going to be about a 200-person meal? Have mm-hmm. we, we planned carefully enough? Mm-hmm. I, you know, And I mix up some of the funeral after funeral meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We always have the traditionals. Yeah. You know what those are. Sure. Ham and, po- and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Nope. Funeral yeah. pot- funereal potatoes yeah. with mm-hmm. the cornflakes. Yeah. But then I'll throw in some really nice, jealous, Salads, and they just go, oh, We can serve these. I go, Under my authority, I give you permission. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, have you thought of going so far as to maybe have one of those uh, punch bowls that's got the seven up and stuff in it where you put the oh, ice cream in it?
3: Oh, that would be good. I could so, do that.
2: Maybe a little out, outlandish for a funeral, but
3: well, if they were a fun person and they had a favorite color, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you know, why not one of those flowing tiered punch bowls where? You can put your cup under it or whatever, mm-hmm. and get yeah. some punch. Yeah, yeah, a
1: punch fountain be good for a funeral and a summer funeral. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that'd oh. be
2: lovely. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: a, a, a pretty yellow punch. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. pink punch. Yeah. You're,
2: you, you know, you're a dynamo. You're just, uh, you're, you're going all the time. I'm sure you're, you're out and about in your Escalade down in Utah County all the time.
3: I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm doing my best to help parents, mm. and kids. Uh, I'll get a lot of Facebook messages from young people that'll say, I wish you were my mom. Mm -hmm. And then your heart just sinks Mm -hmm. and you carry on a conversation and you can't get too deep. I'm not a licensed therapist, (laughs) last thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I want to know what the facts are. And then, you know, should I come talk to your parents Mm -hmm. or your mother? Mm -hmm. Would one of them meet with me? Could we meet out in public somewhere or Mm -hmm. or privately in a park and let me talk to them Mm -hmm. let me help them understand what you're going through and that they don't have to choose anything they just choose love
2: Uh, so if people want support from you or from other sources what do you suggest
3: the state has stepped up wonderfully they've realized that we have Uh, the third and fourth last two years, highest suicide rate in the country. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that that's not something to be proud about. Uh, I attribute it to several things. I attribute it to very conservative school boards who don't allow curriculum to be taught to educate young people. I attribute it to the fact that we just don't talk about that. No. Well, we should talk about a lot of that. And you know, when it comes to bullying, you know, they talk about don't do bullying in the school, don't, this is what you do when you're confronted, and this is what happens, and this is who you report it to. So there's a line of people they can go talk to it about. No one's getting beaten up anymore for being gay. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm sure it still happens. Well, yeah, yeah,
2: not as much, I mean, there was that case that, that, uh, those two guys who got chased mm-hmm. into that dessert shop on 4th South. Yeah.
3: yeah. They're, 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 and Ghosts Apart, that place, it's right across from the library. Yeah. And uh, he defended them. Yeah. And the gay community mm-hmm. just rallied around him. Mm-hmm. But that still happens. You still have not heads. Mm-hmm. So, but, but
2: again, what do you think people should do for support? Um, can they contact you through Facebook? or? They could
3: contact me through Facebook, Sister Dottie S. Dixon, or... Dottie Dixon, two Facebook pages. The Trevor Project is really important if you've got a kid who you think is close to or thinking about suicide. The Trevor Project. Trevor Project. Just look up that dot org.
2: Trevorproject.org. Yes,
3: just Google Trevor Project and it'll fly up. They have experts listening, ready to talk to you, 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. seven days a week whether you're a parent, whether you're a, a, a young person. And they, they they have helped, and I know they've saved a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. I wish the LDS Church had a hotline mm-hmm. with, staffed with knowledgeable therapists mm-hmm. who could talk knowledgeably about the religion mm-hmm. as well as the homosexuality mm-hmm. and help them not hate each other and find a way to let that person let go of the gale, the guilt and the fear and and the shame and the judgment that goes along with it because you know they still hear a lot of that when they go to meetings i mm.
2: mean i mean the lds church to be fair does not want harm to come no to to uh, 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 queer people no does not want they mm-hmm. they want them to be treated fairly Except except for them, tre- treating them fairly. Well, they but want I mean, them treated fairly the in
3: housing and, yeah. and in employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't pass the anti-discrimination law, though, when they passed the one about housing mm-hmm. and employment, that allowed you—didn't allow businesses to discriminate. Mm-hmm. And now with this religious—my religious rights and mm-hmm. your religious rights, and that goes against my deep-held values, you know? The Supreme Court That's going to come around. Yeah, it'll come back up. It's going to come mm-hmm. around and bite them, and they'll be sorry. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lost business <laughs> mm-hmm. with gay marriages if they're not willing to do them. So how's—Donnie's uh, okay? Donnie's— what, There was— <sighs> he's still living at home right he lives at home he's had stints outside the house Mm -hmm. uh donnie's looking for the right boyfriend he didn't find love like i did with the first glance Mm -hmm. Uh, i think donnie is fussy
2: Mm
1: -hmm. he has a
3: a picky Mm -hmm. and a checklist a mile long yeah but he i say i always say if you know what you want and you send it out to the universe it, it's going to send it across your path, and you just got to be awake and wise enough to see it when it goes across mm-hmm. and get to know those people mm-hmm. and never discount who it might be. It might be somebody you don't even think. And he dates, and he... uh. He belongs to the Gay Rodeo Group. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the Gay I Rodeo I met a bunch session.
2: of the, some of the older guys uh, a couple of months ago, I was helping with a, a fundraiser, uh-huh. and there were <laughs> the, the older guys who were in the Gay Rodeo and trying to get it started again, because uh-huh. it's been kind of dormant it for went a while. Wobbly. Yeah. He, the, the, I don't remember the guy's name, but God, he was just the nicest old cowboy, <laughs> old gay cowboy, <laughs> nice, nice man, you know, and telling me about the rodeo. And, yeah.
3: Yeah donnie is trying to get the younger gays involved with that 30 mm-hmm. somethings are it's an interesting decade most people his age are raising children yeah and so he has a lot of time to donate and he donates to and he, donnie's my driver donnie will take me to places he's kind of like my bodyguard <laughs> at times mm-hmm. you know he'll Help me out of the car and carry along my stuff that I brought for my demonstrations. Or well, I know
2: he's probably getting bored sitting up there in the lobby waiting for you. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> yes.
3: No, he didn't drive me today. Uh, I had the show, and then I had to do this very special show. Ah. He said, I I don't want to sit in Salt Lake for six hours. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know where he'd go. He'd just go over to that triangulation bar. and <laughs> I don't know that part. And drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have, you know. Well, then I'd be driving him home. Right? That's right. Well, what's the use of that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, uh, Sister, uh, I think we've, we've covered a lot of ground. We have. This yeah. has been
3: fun. Good. Yeah.
2: I'm, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, uh, again, you can contact Sister Dottie through Facebook. Just mm-hmm. look for, you have two Facebook pages, I think, don't you?
3: I have my regular Facebook page, Dottie Dixon, mm-hmm. and it'll, it only allows me 5,000. But when people drop off, you can grab them right away. Mm. And sometimes I do go through and kind of clean house.
2: I, I th- I've heard you say, I think I'm going to get rid of all the Rebeccas. Yeah. yeah. The Beckys. The Beckys. I'm gonna- <laughs>
3: I've, I've purged Beckys twice. And then the, <laughs> Becky, the Beckys, once you purge them, they get so mad. Oh, do they? They're back giving you private messages saying, why did you take me off? Mm. Sorry, your name's Becky. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll put you back in right now. Okay. You know, well, that sort if, of thing. If they really need if to get... If they really need to be on there. Yeah. And then I have my fan page, Sister Dottie S. Dixon, okay. and that's unlimited. Mm-hmm. And it's bigger and growing and growing mm-hmm. and growing. All right.
2: Uh, I think we got it. Thank you. Thank you. Be careful on your way back to um, Spanish. Spanish. Mm-hmm.
3: I might run by the Lion House and have lunch. Oh, well, it's a good idea. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 They have nice. the
2: good roles there. Oh, them good roles. Yeah. All right. Sister Dottie S. Dixon on the Let's Go Eat Show. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Dylan, for producing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. I'm Bill Allred. Uh, remember, if you're pouring the drinks, always make mine a drink.
0: Broadway Media Podcast Network.